Greetings, everyone. Welcome to D Green with Amy. I'm Amy. After adopting a whole food plant-based lifestyle, my hubby Rick and I lost over 130 pounds. Now I coach others on their plant-based journey. Just test voice. Let's welcome our guest. Since 2020, Delaney, age 21, lost over 150 pounds. Learn about dealing with food addiction and hear Delaney Zinn's powerful journey. Please click like to help Be Green with Amy. Welcome, Delaney Zinn. Greetings and welcome, Delaney. Hey, Amy, it's so great to be here. Oh, I'm so glad that you're here. I'm so excited to for everybody to meet you and be inspired by what you do. You know, today Delaney's going to talk to us about her journey as well. Obviously, you know that she lost a lot of weight, but there's a lot more to it than that. And she's going to talk about probably maybe some food addiction and some other things that come up when you're trying to lose weight. And I'm glad that you're here representing because it's important to say that you're 21 even though when I speak to you it doesn't feel like you're 21 it feels like you're a few decades older than that it feels like you're very mature and very intelligent and also just have lots of experience for someone your age so I think it's going to be very helpful to people because it seems especially with this whole food plant-based lifestyle it seems like people don't get on board with it or don't learn about it until, you know, maybe they're in their forties or later than that. And it's time for young people who don't know about this to, to learn about it because it's just so important for them to find help in the right places. Cause there's a lot of information on the internet and there's a lot of fad diets and a lot of things that maybe not be very healthy long-term. So I think it's just time for people to see that something can work and it can also be healthy for you. Yeah, I mean, um, I think that I have yet to meet a twenty, another twenty-one-year-old um, who. Uh, I mean, let's see. I'm, I've yet to meet another true twenty-one-year-old that is like plant-based and passionate about it. Um, I definitely met plenty of 21 year olds and people that are younger that are morbidly obese, like my size and, or my size on a smaller body frame, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I think that it is truly um, a pr like a problem that our country is facing. And I feel like lucky to be given the opportunity to be like on the other side of it. Um, I feel that, I, so I have, I'll give you like a little backstory on like me. So, um, like I said, I'm 21, I'm turning 22 next week, next Thursday, actually. Um, and I don't want to be like, oh, I never thought I was going to be alive, but I definitely didn't think my life was going to be going in, in the direction that it, it is. Um, I, I was always bigger, like growing up, um, all of my, my parents and my siblings were like this big, they were tiny. My brother, I have three younger brothers. They're all athletes. Um, I was always bigger. I was always, you know, commented on about my weight. Um, I was a secret eater. I was an emotional eater. I was a food addict. I was whatever you want to call it. That was me. It, I was like an alcoholic, but with food, you know, um, and cause nobody, people are like, you can't be a food addict. You just have binge eating disorder. Um, and it's like, no, I, I was addicted to food. Like literally I would get a sensation in my body when I would eat a certain food and I'd be like, <gasps> and then I would eat it again and, you know, and so on and so forth. And then lo and behold at, um, 19 years old. Yeah. I tipped the scale at 382 pounds. And how, how tall are you? I'm 5'10". Okay. Um, I grew like half an inch after I kind of lost weight, but I'm like 5'10". Um, and I, at 19 years old, I couldn't walk. Um, I, I was in college at Oregon. Um, I didn't go to class. I was, I was, didn't go to class. I couldn't walk to class. I couldn't fit in the desks at class. I didn't want to go to class. Like everything was so hard for me. Um, I had joined a sorority. I didn't go to sorority events because I didn't want to walk to the house because the house was so far away. 
Um, I literally would stay in my dorm and in my dorm's lounge room, which was next door to my, my dorm room and downstairs because the dining hall was downstairs. I wouldn't even venture to the other dining halls because I, the half mile walk was too much for me or like the attempt to put on shoes was too hard for me. Um, and in, in turn, like my food addiction was totally affecting my entire life. Like I wasn't, I wasn't proud of the human I was becoming. I was wasting my parents' money going to an out-of-state school, not going to class, failing class. Like, I'm not a student. I'm, my family is not a family that gets put on academic probation. And here I was my freshman year of high school, I mean, of college on academic probation. Um, and so, let's see, COVID hit in April of 20. Oh, well, yeah, COVID hit in April of 2020. And one day, I'm, I'm never going to forget this day. My mom walked out of the shower and she came to me and she was like, I want to see your grades. Oh, you know, when you would talk just to, to hold on to that for a minute. I mean, I have three older kids. All right. So mm -hmm. they they went through college already. And, and I know you go your freshman year in college, even in a perfect world, it's it's kind of scary. It's dramatic. It's the first time you're ever really on your own away from everybody, just for a person that's just going through normal mm -hmm. 18, 19 year old, 17 year old stuff. <laughs> it's yeah. a lot, you know, living in a dorm, getting used to the personalities of the people and, and trying to figure out what you want to be and, and the grades and, and, and all that. And yeah. and just that alone is it's that's just so much stuff to go through. But you had all this other stuff on on yeah. top of it, and I just can't imagine, you know. Um, I mean, for so like for me, so she she like I'm like I I'm never gonna forget this. She walked out of the shower and she was like, I I want to see your grades. And in that moment, I knew like. Well, I knew I was literally failing all of my classes. So like, I knew I was, this was not what we do. This is not what the Zen family does. You are not a, you are a good student. I'm a smart kid. I'm smart. I, I should not be failing my classes. And, and she, we pulled up my grades and she was like, well, this is just unacceptable. You have, you know, two options. She, well, she was like, listen, I'm not going to help you continue to kill yourself. I'm not, like, I'm not going to do it because I had been seeing a therapist who was like, you're not going to talk about the weight, like the weight is, you know, you need to love Delaney for who she is. And, um, and so like for a year, yeah, a year plus, no, actually let's, I would say like probably two years, like we didn't really talk about my weight and I just continued to like get bigger and bigger and bigger. And my mom was like, my mom, like looking back, she said, you know, she's like, I think I was just, you know, sick with the problem. Like, cause she would think to herself, like, she's getting bigger. Maybe I'm just going crazy. Like I'm imagining, you know? Um, but she basically said, she said, you know, I'm not going to help you kill yourself. I'm not. Wow. So um, at least she, I mean, she was, she was understanding. She realized what was, I mean, did you kind of talk to her about why she asked you um, why you didn't go to class or, I mean, did no, you No, she didn't, she didn't know. She just knew like I, I was not a, I was not a failing student. Yeah. And I was super fat. And, and I mean, it was like, I have a, it was very obvious. Like I was in an addiction. If you, if you, I have, so, um, both my parents are recovering addicts and so it's like destined in my blood. So like when you're an addict, you know, an addict, Yeah. like you can see an addict if you're an addict. And so she could see an addict. She's a recovering addict. She knew an addict, you know? Um, and she used to say to me growing up, like, oh, well, you're a food addict. And I'd be like, no, I'm not a food addict. You can't live without food. You can live without alcohol, but it would be like literally the addiction talking. Like I would be the nastiest human known to mankind and it would be the addiction like solely the addiction coming out in um all my life since i was like three uh but so would she, you say that that was around when i mean it was that young oh that oh thing. i i was like a sneak eater at like probably two so i mean i was a food addict at two i would be eating a popsicle and i would literally eat be eating the popsicle like 18 months old look at my mom and go mommy when i'm done can i have another one and she'd be like, well, let's just enjoy this one. And I'd be like, okay, but I want to know, like, when I'm done, am I going to be able to get 
another one. Um, so yeah, from a very early age, I was a sneak eater. I had a cabinet in my bedroom at five years old that was stashed with all of my wrappers. I would walk downstairs tiptoe um, right after like I'd make sure I would look to see if my parents light was shining under their bedroom door. And once it was turned off, I would sneak downstairs and um, go and sneak snacks. Like at the time, my, my parents were not plant-based or anything. So we had everything in the crackers, you know, snacks, bars, etc. And my mom would like open the cabinet and out would pour wrappers. I had snacks hidden everywhere in my school backpack, in my, in my dress, my nightstand at home. Um, from a very, very early age, like when I was younger and I was heavy, I was always heavy. I was always one of the bigger kids in my class. My mom would be like, I never see her eat. I would be eating all of the time in secret. I was a very secretive eater. I was very ashamed. Um, and when you, when like you're ashamed, like my mom has always told us, like, you know, it doesn't matter who else knows the most important person knows, you know, if you're doing something that you're not proud of, it doesn't matter if she knows or if you know, it's, it's, it's me, like I knew. Yeah. Um, and so I had lost weight, gained weight all my life. I'd gone to like weight loss summer camps when I was younger. Um, uh, my freshman year of high school, I went to a weight loss boarding school. I had always done like fantastic. If you put me in the right environment, I'm going to degrade. Um, but I would always, so after the weight loss boarding school, I had gotten down to like my smallest size ever. I think I was like 170 pounds. Um, How old were you then? I was about 15. Okay. So you're still growing. Yeah. <laughs> still, um, you know, yeah. So after that, I, uh, I like, I started gaining weight. Like my about my my sophomore year of high school. So like my freshman year of high school, I lost all the weight, right? Had a great summer, was feeling fantastic, went back to school, like didn't share that food addiction at all by any way, shape, or form, and um started to gain weight. And not only did I gain everything back and more, like I gained everything back, I gained more. And then I just continued and continued and continued and continued to gain until um one day I topped over the scale at 382 pounds. Um and that's where like my journey began. I was 19 years old. I couldn't walk. Um, I couldn't really do anything. My life was miserable. I didn't want to do anything um, except eat. And so my mom sat me down that day and she was like, listen, I'm not going to help you kill yourself. So you can either get help or you can move out. Oh. And at first I was like, I'm moving out. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, when you're talking to an addict, like they don't want to stop their drug of choice. They want to move out. But uh, I was raised by my mom for the first five years of my life. It was just me and her. She's my best friend. Um, and so I think that like when the thought of like losing her and like that relationship was more important to me. Um, so at first, yeah, I answered. I was like, I'm moving out. And she was like, okay. And I like had called a friend and I was like, quote unquote, making arrangements. I wonder what was going through her mind. Like as a parent, sometimes you say something and you're thinking like, well, they're not going to do that, obviously. So, well, <laughs> and then you kind of. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, my mom knows me really well. Like she probably knows me better than anyone. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm sure if I went and asked her, she would say that I, she knew I was bluffing. Um, and th in the moment, I didn't think I was bluffing. Right. Yeah. I was. I was like, no, you, you, I, I, you can't love me just because I'm fat. Like, you have a problem with me being fat. Like, um, and I don't want to be around that anymore. So, no, I'm leaving. Whatever. Um, but I, I thought about it, and I came back to her, and I was like, no, I, okay, never mind. Like, I'll, I'll get help. And so we pulled out the computer and she was like, well, I only know of like three places to send you because there's no food addiction treatment centers. People don't even recognize it as a real addiction. There was this place in California called Rebecca's house. It was more of like an eating disorder facility, like a real residential treatment. There was true North. And I think San, San, San Jose, it's 
somewhere in middle California. And um, there was Dr. Furman's Eat to Live Retreat. And True North and Dr. Furman's Eat to Live Retreat yeah. both are about the whole food plant. Whole food plant-based lifestyle. Lifestyle. My mom had become whole food plant-based pretty like she convert she converted in 2011 and then she like really firmed up in about like 2012 2013 i think if i'm recalling correctly and so like from 2012 or whatever she her and my dad had been plant-based and like our house was plant-based but we would eat whatever we so saw fit outside of the house because i was not when my my mother came home after watching forks over knives in the movie theater i was like okay. you lost your mind i'm not i'm not becoming crazy <laughs> Right. <laughs> came home one morning. I'm like in seventh grade, and my fridge and everything was cleaned out. <sighs> and I was like, "You've you've really lost your mind." Um. So she had already been plant based. So it was a big part of her. She felt so much better. She literally aged backwards. Like my mom is going to be 58 in May, and she doesn't look a day over 40. My friends are like, wow, your mom is so hot, you know. Um, so she it worked wonders for her. She feels amazing. She loves this lifestyle. And that she believed that it was going to help me. Um, I wasn't really, I wasn't a fan of the lifestyle. I mean, I was like, okay, whatever. So we, there's two north and eat to live at Furman's eat to live. And um, my grandmother, since I had been growing up, was a huge Furman follower. Hmm. Um, she was a pioneer of health in and of herself. Um, she started her own fresh fruit and vegetable juice and smoothie company that my mom now runs and takes over um, and I'm working at. So she was always way ahead of her time. She had like an exercise show on CNN before exercise was a thing. She was a stretch coach for the Atlanta. So like very, very ahead of her time, very in it with the health and wellness um and my mom had grown up that way and so uh i had as well like my mom was very healthy not perfect but relatively and then um when i like i'd always grown up loving vegetables etc but i felt that because my grandmother had been such a firm and follower that i was meant to go to Furman. um and we called and we're like, it's height of COVID. There's no way they're taking people. Were and you we, kind of secretly hoping that that was the case? Um, Kind of. <laughs> but I knew that it was one way or another I was going somewhere. You were going to go somewhere. Hey, uh, do, do you mind if I share a, a picture of you? Go right ahead. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to try to see if I can do that. And that's a, do you want to talk about that picture and yeah. then you can continue on? So that honestly wasn't even at my um, biggest. I would probably say I was like 360, 345 there. Um, I, it's, it's crazy to look at that picture because sometimes when I look at myself in the mirror right now, that's what I see. Yeah. Um, and I have to go to myself like, no, like you're not, okay, yeah, you're not where you want to be. Like, I'm not exactly at the end of my journey. I'm still on it. But to look at that picture, it like, it makes it more like this is like, I really did this. Like I actually did the hard work, you know? I tell my customers, I'm like, oh yeah, I lost 150 pounds. And they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah. Um, and she was hurting like this girl right here. She was hurting. Her body was hurting her. Like, I mean, she looks like she, I, I like look at that picture and I imagine taking like a pin and just exploding. Like, that's how I felt like those pants. You, I, they were almost too tight on me and they were like a size 26 wide. Um, I, constantly i was at a friend's house and i remember like i would constantly be eating all of the time like maybe every hour every 45 minutes you know um and she was very lonely like very very lonely uh and very miserable 
and that was that was probably like I would say six months before I went to Furman. So we called we called like the Furman helpline or their their one eight hundred number, and um, they answered. And my mom was like, "Well, I'm looking to send my daughter out here. She's a uh, food addict who's morbidly obese who needs to lose weight, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. Um, and they were like, "Well." Actually, Furman and Lisa, Dr. Furman and Lisa are stuck in California. So they are at the retreat 24-7. And I kid you not, Amy, within like five days, literally, within five days we had called and I was on a plane to San Diego. I checked into the Eat to Live retreat on on April 11th. 2020 and I was terrified and it was the best experience of my life. Now you had been, you said that you had been to other things when you were younger. Yeah, I had, but they had been. But but were you terrified when you went to those places? No. So Because they were like standard American diet. Okay. Life, but I also... I also knew that if I didn't do anything right now, like this was it for me. Like I wouldn't survive past like not saving my life right now. I think subconsciously I knew that. That is Um, such a lot for such a young person to have to deal with, you know? I mean, it's a lot for anybody to deal with, but you know, to, to not have the, as when you're older, you have experiences in life that you see things that aren't going well, and then you see the other side of them. And you get that a lot over decades of living where you say, well, this is not good, but probably it's going to be all right. Yeah. And you wouldn't have those ex- a collection of those experiences in your life to see that something terrifying could might maybe okay and maybe things will be all right. But you were terrified because you knew basically what the food was going to be like because that's what your mom was eating that you didn't I mean I like I like plant-based food I have no problem with it I I was an addict like I'm literally walking into a facility to help myself and I wanted the help so badly but let me tell you like I was very lucky that I was never pre-diabetic or had high blood pressure, had high cholesterol. Like I was blessed with very good health and very good numbers. Um, But I was still like morbidly obese, couldn't, you know. And I remember I'm at the retreat and I think it was Dr. Furman. He was like, well, you can't have um, rice and potatoes like anymore. Because he's not a fan of he's not a fan of rice because of the arsenic and the potatoes because they're very high glycemic. Well, he will say like if you are at your ideal weight, you know you can sure like eat potatoes. You are you know, but when you are someone who is losing weight, you should not be eating high glycemic foods. Like maybe the occasional sweet potato. But let me tell you, Amy, I called my mom like in hysterical tears, tears. I was like, I like he's crazy. Like I, because I was like, well, I want to go eat sushi with my friends. Like, how am I not going to eat rice? Da 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 da. And he was like, well, this is what if this you're going to live this life like this is what you're going to do. Spoke to him like forty five minutes, tears. Um, but I was like, okay. She was like, you just have to do it for today. Like, it's just for today. What you choose to do tomorrow is something totally different. Has nothing to do with um, today. So today you're going to choose, you know, not to eat rice and potatoes. And I mean, I couldn't even get on social media because I would be looking at, you know, those like delish videos or the tasty videos of like these. And I'd be like, that looks so good. And let me tell you, for the first six weeks, at least, I I was sitting there and I was like, okay, this is my plan, right? I'm going to be there for three months, roughly, um, in the airport. I'm going to have one cheat meal. And then um, when I get home, I'm going to be perfectly compliant and good, right? And for for six weeks, I believed that wholeheartedly, 100%, that that was what I was going to do. 
And that was that. And then one day I woke up and I was just like, okay, this is it. Like, this is how I'm supposed to meant, like how I'm meant to live the rest of my life. That I think that a lot of people who are addicted to things, that's, it's, it's, it's frightening. Oh, it's terrifying. Well, you're literally right? taking like my drug of choice away from me and like any emotional experiencing that I had to go through, positive, negative, mediocre, anything I used food. So here you are taking that away from me and you're asking me to experience like, it was, it was terrifying. I, w I like, I'm sorry, like I'm a food addict. I'm crying over rice. Like really? Like rice and potatoes. It's as if like I only can eat rice and potatoes. I'm over here hysterical. My mom is like, it's just the addiction talking, you know? And I mean, no, I'm not at my ideal weight, but I, do I occasionally eat rice and am I fine? Yes. Do I feel like I have to eat rice every single day? No. But I, I distinctly remember sitting outside, bawling my eyes out to her, telling her that they told me that I can never have rice or potatoes again. And truly thinking that they've absolutely lost their mind. Yeah. yeah. And, you, and you kind of feel trapped, right? You're in this place that you're just, you're, you're trapped. You do all, well, you're trapped in your body and you're trapped in this place. And where do you, which trap do you want to be in? Right. And neither one of them are very look like no. places that you want to be. Yeah. But now it doesn't, now Dr. Furman, he, he's, he has this thing called G bombs. Yes. And, and, and that's an acronym. And one of the, the letters is B and it's for beans. So it's not yeah. that you don't get any kind of starch. Oh no. And he's right. He's on yeah. I just want people to know that he's not, he's, oh, no, he's, he didn't he's take all your starch away. He's not anti-starch at all by any means. He yeah. actually, like we would do like bean pastas or, you know, um, quinoa or beans or millet. He just white. Okay. So his thing with brown rice is that it's very high in arsenic. So he doesn't want, um, he doesn't want you to absorb that because it's, if you eat enough of it, your body will start, well, it'll absorb enough arsenic and that you can poison yourself. I mean, because the, the hull sucks it all the way up. And then the problem with the white rice is that it's a very high glycemic item, food item. So when you eat it, your body can digest it the same way it digests a snicker bar. You know, you don't really get the full satiation and like full and long elongated digestion because of it. So, um, and then potatoes, like the same thing, high glycemic. So you're, they're not like forbidden, but just when you are at, almost 400 pounds at 21 years old, he's not going to tell you like, oh yeah, Delaney, go ahead and eat all the potatoes that your heart desires. Maybe when you're mm. 24 years old and at 170 pounds or whatever at your ideal weight, at your ideal BMI, like, yeah, sure. You want a potato? Go at it. Have at it. Um, right. And also but, he ha he coined a word called nutritarian, yep. which means that he wants every bite that you take to be not just plant-based, but he also wants it to have be high in nutrients and yes. potatoes compared to other food choices or rice compared to other food choices. They are not high in what he has the Andy scale, which is aggregate nutrient density index. But mm -hmm. that, so, so there are better choices. Beans are a better choice in the quinoa and all the other things that you could have as a kind of a filling thing. So that's another yeah. reason why that he, exactly. he says that i just want for people that don't aren't familiar with Furman, i want them to know that because a lot of people are doing other things where they're just eating potatoes a lot yeah you know? so I mean, they have I to say, say like, why truthfully um being that my mom has been plant-based for so many years i mean there's so many different plant-based doctors you know you, and everybody right. has their own belief system, et cetera, et cetera. I have to say like out of all of them, I believe that Furman is the most accepting and the most open-minded. Like I remember, you know, I was, well, there was only six of us at the retreat at the time. I'm like the youngest by like 40 years. Like everybody's 60 plus. Um, so there's more isolation, right? At least yeah, if there was somebody I, your age that you could, you know. I mean, truthfully, yeah. like I met a, a guy there. He was like 70 years old. Never had any children, never married, lived in Utah, and he became my best friend. We would walk together. We would go to the beach, you know. 
Um, and he totally made my time at Furman not worth it. I mean, it was worth it either which way, but so much more enjoyable. Like I have so many memories that I can think back to that bring like such a smile to my eyes um, and my heart. But yeah, I mean, I, so, oh, so yeah, like he, I find him to be the most open and accepting plant, plant-based whole food doctor out there. Like he would say like, oh, well, if you want to have like any animal products, it needs to be like 5% or less of your weekly consumption and make sure that it's very like nutrient dense animal products. Granted, I don't have any, but that is just, I just thought that that was very cool. Like right. everybody over here is like, no, no this, no that. I mean, he's totally pro avocado. He's totally pro nuts, you know, um, Again, because with the nuts, yep. because of the, the nutrient yeah, with the, va the value that they have for nutrients and yeah, absolutely. And so let's see, I was at the retreat for three and a half months, totally changed my life. Um, I had lost 60 pounds while being at the retreat and um, I got my life back. Like it's a I, big deal to say you got your life back in three months. I mean, but I did. Wow. Like I went from literally, like literally Amy, like not being able to walk to like easily walking four to five miles a day. Um, I had joy. I wanted to do things. I wanted oh, to. I wanted to share. I'm sorry. I wanted to share this picture because yeah. I, I'm wondering, I don't know if this was while you were at the retreat or not. Oh yeah. So that was while I was at the retreat. Um, that was about, I would say a month into my stay and I was still well at the beginning stages of my journey, but I could touch my toes. Like there were so many things that I forgot that I, that are normal things to do, like wrap a towel around yourself. Like you take that for granted when you have, when you're a normal size, like I, I couldn't wrap a towel around myself at 21 years old. Like I, I, well, I can now, but at 19, I, I had to use like a beach towel. When you I, would take it a shower or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I hated showering at school because I would have to either change in the shower stall or, you know, walk back to my dorm room, which was like 10 steps, but still it's like 10 steps of awkwardness. Um, so I used to always like, throw on this big t-shirt and like these shorts to like then go into my room and whatever. But I, I couldn't wrap a towel on myself. Like all the other girls were walking up and down the, the, the hallway in their little towel wraps that you have a Velcro strap on and they can just walk up and down. No big deal. Like I couldn't do that. Mm. So the night I got out of the shower and I wrapped the towel around my face, I mean my body and it closed. Um, I had totally forgot that it was something I was missing. And now it's like something that I make sure like I, I know I can do, you know, it's like a security. Um, I couldn't fit in an airplane seat. I used to like um, think to myself, like I would look at people when um, I would be walking down the aisle. And I mean, I know like they have said, you know, oh. Um, I, I wanted to get, I was missing a slide there. That was the airplane seat. Yes, that was on my flight yeah. home from Furman and I could close the seatbelt. Wow. So before I was too embarrassed to ask for an extender, so I would just fake it um, oh. on my flights. Yeah. So not only could I fit in the seat, but I also could close the seatbelt and I could pull it tighter. So that was like a huge, huge deal for me. Um, I mean, there were so many things that I just forgot being able to do. Like I have three younger brothers. One is 17, one is 15, one is 11. Like, I couldn't do anything that the 11 year old wanted to. He wanted to go to like the amusement park. I couldn't go. I can't ride in rides. Um, you wanted to go like, go run around. Like, can't do that. I, I can't move. So like, I, I got my life back. Like, yeah, I was still like 300 pounds, but I um, was able to walk and move around and go to work and stand on my feet for eight hours a day and not be obscenely uncomfortable. Like, I was happy. I wanted to live life. Like I, I wanted to be around. I never want to say like I was suicidal, but I had no desire to live. Like I was, I was living to eat. 
versus like eating just to live, you know? Um, and yeah, he, Dr. Furman totally saved my life and changed it, changed my family along with it. Um, I, like I said, I'm not exactly where I, I want to be yet, but I'm excited for the future. I'm hopeful for the future. I know that I will get there. Um, and I want to make like my goal and my mission is to like help other people, you know? Um, it's a very daunting thing to say like, oh, I'm plant-based because a lot of people think that, uh, well, a lot of people go like, I would rather die than eat that way. Yep. And, yep. you know, I was talking to a friend about this recently and for me, like a lot of people in the community, it's like an all or nothing, you know, mentality. Like, you either are committed or you're not, but I, I know so many people who like, I met them and they wouldn't even eat celery. Celery. It's like, I feel like it's the most basic, like friendly vegetable for like, you can eat it with rings. Like, you know, um, I had a friend who wouldn't touch vegetables when I met her and I had like begun my journey. I had like started losing weight, et cetera. Right. And, um, I would say to her like, okay, like just for today, you know, like my mom, uh, like I said, I work for a fresh fruit and vegetable juice and smoothie company. We make fresh uh, vegetable juice. And I would say, like, listen, like, let's just try to drink this one juice. It was a celery juice. It was celery and lemon. Like, nothing super hard. Like, pretty easy, you know? And if you don't – and slowly from that, it, it evolved from, like, just celery juice to, like, our hardest core vegetable juice, which has, like, cucumber, celery, spinach, kale, etc. Like, from there, it evolved from, like, when she would have lunch, like – it would be like, oh, like, let's get a salad, you know, like from a local salad bar. Um, oh, and then she would get like a, a, a sandwich from like a sub place. But but instead of like, you know, getting it in this in a, in a sub anymore, she would get it in a bowl. Like, you know, and it's like slowly but surely people will make the changes and they'll incorporate the vegetables into their life. And you just I, I'm a big believer in like meeting them where they're at. Like if you come at with like, oh, you have to do this right now, like. Any, any human's going to go like, oh, forget it. Like, I'm out. Like, I'm not, not for me. Uh, you're crazy. You're like, they'll literally be like, you're crazy. Um, and uh, for me, it's like, I want to, I want to help people change their life. And I think slowly, but surely, like slow and steady always wins the race. Right. Like some people, some people are the kind of person that they can go like, okay, this is it. I'm done. Like my mom is that way. She saw forks over knives and she was like, all right, that's it. I'm, I'm plant-based. Me, on the other hand, I, I'm like, oh, plant-based. Oh, you're crazy. Like, but I think that it was for me, like to start my journey, I was the right time, the right place. And I was just desperate enough. If you're not truly desperate to do anything, you're not ready. Yeah, that's so true. I, I, I have people that I meet and know and my family members know and and a lot of them really do need the help. And they, I, you have to you have they have to want it more than you want it for them. I have a plethora of family members that um need the help. Like I mean, and I care deeply, like I would be devastated if God forbid something happened to them, but I can't want it for them because when I was younger, my mom wanted it for me and I wanted it for her. Like I wanted to lose weight for her. But when I went to Herman, I finally decided that I wanted this for me. Like I saw myself getting my life back in like these little ways. And it's like, oh, my God, there is a light, like, at the end of the tunnel. Like, okay, I, I can do this. Like, I, I'm okay being different. That's the thing. Like, it's okay to be different. Like, they tell you that all of the time. But it's it's a daunting task. Like, it's daunting to be 20 years old and go, like, oh, I don't eat any um, meat, dairy. Da, da, da. Well, where do you get your protein? And I'm like, well, beans, tofu, you know, 
vegetables like do you know how much protein is in 100 calories of broccoli versus 100 calories of a snickers bar you get like four times the amount of protein in broccoli in 100 calories than you do in 100 calories of snickers why would i want to eat 100 calories of a snicker bar you know well that's just you know um but I kind of, I think that was kind of all over the place in regards to like my journey. If anybody wants like my personal page, I'm happy to like give it to them. Um, yeah, well, I'll give you a chance to talk about all that too. I wanted to show um, this this picture as well. Oh yeah, so that picture was when I lost my first 100 pounds. I love um, it. I was so clever. <laughs> so actually, my parents had surprised me at work with balloons like I, I had weighed myself that morning and I had been closed for about a week and I crossed over the threshold I think I had weighed in at like 280.4 or something like that and I called them they were on their way home from yoga and I was like I did it I did it I lost my first hundred pounds you know and they surprised me at work with balloons um I, I showed them to my customers um and it was, I, I can't wait to take my picture with the 200. Oh, yeah. That, that's that's right. what I'm most excited for. Um, that's what I'm, like, looking forward to is that. I mean, it. it's not a small feat to lose 100 pounds. I don't be like, oh, I lost 100. Like, I don't say it lightly. It took a lot of hard work, determination. But I have to say, like, looking at it, I couldn't have done it without, like, my people my village, my cheerleaders, my friends, um, whether they are on the journey with me or not, meaning like lifestyle wise, there were countless times where like I would be crying over feeling defeated and they'd be like, no, like you, you don't understand like what you've done, you know, um, you have totally, uh, you can't just be like, oh, I'm not, yeah, I'm not where I'm, I want to be. And, and I'm like struggling so much with that right now. Um, but I, I have to like look back and see like, will you see that girl? Like she never thought that she would be here. And it's true. Like I never thought on April 11th, 2020 that my life would be changed forever. And it has. And I'm so grateful, so lucky. And I, I like want to help. My goal is to like help other people because it's like a serious problem in our world, especially in the Americas. Um, processed food is very addicting. It's literally funded by like, we're like the, companies are funding like the American cancer. Like I'm never gonna forget what was I watching? I think I was watching um Game Changers. Or yeah. Or was it What the Health? It was one of those two. Like those two are probably my favorite like plant based movies. Um I'm a huge sports fan. So Game Changers are totally up my alley. Um but they were talking about the fact that you know American Heart Association or American Cancer Association recommends this beef stew for for like a recipe to make on their website on their website i think that was probably what the health yeah yeah because they were like what <laughs> who who funds the american heart association or the american the, the meat industry like literally the worst thing you could give yourself dealing with heart problems funds the association that's supposed to be the trusted unit to protect and preserve you know and it's baffling like the dairy industry um controls the cancer association like if a cancer patient that's the last thing you know they should be eating and i and i remember like Furman, he would say to me he'd be like well listen what you're doing right now is for the delaney in 10 years oh that's a good way to think about it yeah like you're eating a big mac right now you might not feel anything you might be like oh i feel fine but in 10 years delaney you're gonna you're gonna feel that big mac and it's like i so my, my grandfather died in um, just this past November. Um, oh, sorry. He died very unexpectedly. He, uh, 
he had had heart problems and um, he, a, like a year and a half ago in COVID, he, um, he went to the doctor because he had COVID and the doctors were like, oh, well, you also have like a heart problem. You need to have, I think it was triple or double bypass. And my mom and dad were like, no, you're not, you're not going to Furman. Like, I mean, you're not going to have to bypass. Like, no, he didn't want it anyway. He ended up going to Furman for a month, totally changing his lifestyle, his diet. Um, and let me just tell you, like, he lived with us for the last year of his life. And I think that was probably the best year of his life. And, um, like, he died happy, you know? Um, we traveled the world. We did, you know, and I got to do that with him because I decided to change my life. Like, what if, what if I didn't get to, you know, like, what if I chose to, like, not get better? You know, I couldn't yeah. have gone on this. We went on a safari and this, like, I couldn't have done that. Yeah. I couldn't fly on a plane for 12 plus hours each leg because I'd be so uncomfortable. Um, and I think about it like that, like everything I do right now is for 10 years from now. So like when I have children, God willing, one day, like I'll be able to run around and play with them yeah. because of how I'm choosing to take care of myself right now. And I also won't like die the the sad death where like hopefully you go through like the terrible 10 years of like losing control of your body or losing control of your mind. And then like, yeah, you might still be living, but I, I don't want to live and not know who I am or who's around me or what, you know? Um, and I like, that's a very big reminder when I am like, when I make a choice, like I'm like, okay, well you might enjoy this for the five seconds, but in, in five years, are those five seconds going to be worth it? Are you going to be looking back and going like, oh, my God. And, I mean, I know, like, I look back on my journey and I'm like, I never, ever at all regret this. Um, I'm grateful for it. And I think that it makes me who I am. Like, my own struggles with food, insecurity, um, addiction, help me be a better human and help me help other people. Because trust me, uh, everybody is addicted to food, whether they want to admit it or not. Yeah. Um, everyone is. There is, like you, if you have to eat every, like we are so addicted to food that we feel the need to eat like every three hours. Mm -hmm. Our body starts feeling like achy or pain or upset or hangry or, you know, and you eat and then you go like, oh, I feel better. But you really just like put a bandaid on like the problem that's going to start gushing blood in like five years. Um, this was kind of all over the place. but no, yeah. It really wasn't. You In your mind, you think it was, but it really wasn't all over the place. You touched upon a, a lot of important things about this that people are feeling in their, in their hearts, in their minds, the people that are going through this themselves and trying to hide it from themselves. And I'm so, a clean liar to myself. Like, listen, my mom always told me from like a very young age, it doesn't matter who knows the most important person knows. And that most important person is you. So like, she might not know that I was sneaking food at five years old because she didn't see me, but I knew. And it's like, you, you might say like, oh, Delaney is crazy or, oh, that's Delaney. That doesn't mean truth be told. If you ask yourself, like, really, like, trust me, if, if, it, if, how do I say this correctly? Like you, you know, if you know, you know, because mm -hmm. I knew, I knew. And, uh, I wouldn't waste another second of my life not knowing because trust me, it's way better to know, be different, be okay. Like that's fine. You know, like be, be, be weird, be weird. Cause in 10 years, we're going to be the normal ones in 10 years when our, our planet is failing and everybody's like, Oh my gosh, we need to, and they're going to be like, well, I don't know why we haven't been doing this for years. And we're all going to be over here like, Hey guys, we've been here 
know, like we're ready for you whenever you are. Um, but yeah, change is scary. Change is hard. Being different is scary and being different is hard. But I truly, like truly, truly, if you have the opportunity to do like one good thing or the next right thing or just for today, do it. You won't regret it. It'll suck. I was talking with you about this earlier a little bit, but you know, it's like everybody who who tries it, they go for like a week of a week and a half of detox. And it can be horrible. You can feel like you have the flu. And they're like, screw this, this isn't working. Like I'm not doing this anymore. And I'm like, if I was telling Amy, I'm like, if you only hold on like a little bit more, you're gonna get to the light at the end of the tunnel and it's gonna be all worth it. You just have to get there. And it's the truth. I went through six weeks of quote unquote hell, but I made it through to the light at the end of the tunnel and I wouldn't change it for the world. I'm like able, there's so much in my life that I'm going to be able to experience because of this. And I'm so grateful for this way of eating and this lifestyle. Yeah. I think that a lot of people needed to hear that because some, it's just, a, it's a temp, it's a, in the big scheme of things, six weeks feels like a long time. But in the big scheme of things, in your on on your lifeline, it's just a blip on the radar screen. Mm -hmm. And and for and what you did for you, your future, you. Yeah, I, like I just like I guess kind of. I mean, when you're very overweight and your hormones are very out of balance as a woman, you know, there's a lot of problems that come that come with hormones not being in balance. And I always, like, always, always, always wanted to have children yeah. since I was young. Always, always, always wanted to have children. But when I started my, my like, menstruation cycle and et cetera, like, I, I was never normal. Like, I was never regular. And I was like, oh, like, that's just, you know, how I am. Mm. Um, I, since changing my, my way of eating, my cycle is completely normal. Um, I, and it's, it's like such a small thing, but it's like, you don't real like, you don't realize it. You don't realize like, oh my God, such a small thing. Like, well, I, you know, I used to think you know, I was like, I'm never going to have children because I can't have a regular cycle. And what you read is you can't have a regular cycle. The likelihood of you being able to get pregnant is slim to none. And with the change in my eating, my skin cleared up, my energy was better. I have a cycle. I can move. I can run. I can jump. I can laugh. Like I can laugh and like actually laugh. Not like, ah, like laugh and like experience joy. And I totally credit it to this lifestyle. Wow. That is just so beautiful. Sheila said, big hug Delaney. Uh so funny we met i met sheila through um a plant-based meetup in oh. georgia she mm -hmm. runs a plant-based pod and i posted like my story on the forks over knives facebook group and she commented she was like i have a plant-based group facebook group in gainesville georgia i mean it's like an hour 20 30 minutes north of me but i joined in them um, like six or eight weeks ago my mom and i went to one of the potlucks and we met her there and 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 it's, it's awesome to like create community within your community because it's so much easier to do this not alone. Mm -hmm. So much easier. I was so lucky and so blessed that my entire family got behind this um, and helped me because I couldn't do that without them. Yeah, it's important. And some people aren't as fortunate. They sometimes will have family members that are actually trying to sabotage them. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a big deal. Apple I can't said. imagine what that's like. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, like I said, I'm super grateful that my family was behind me a hundred percent. Um, but just know that anybody who's out on their journey or starting their journey and their family isn't there for them. I'm here for you. Call me, text me, whatever, uh, yeah. anything the day i'm here i've been yeah. trying to get that at 9 30 but I'm, i'll wake up and answer you i'm up early um 
because that's what it's about it's about community where we have our plant uh green warriors here that we try to talk to each other and chat while we're watching an interview or what have you and, mm-hmm. and if you can get find a meetup that's even better i i had sheila on the show and she's she's just fabulous and but there are meetups all all around the yeah. world and actually you can just look for them and I and you can also look with the plant pure communities. They have what what are called pods, which is yeah. similar to that. That's so how we if, found Sheila. Yeah. So you you can search on plant pure communities, and they have a map, and you could search that way. Apple said, "I admire her honesty and sharing her story. So much heartbreak there. Oh, uh, well, really touching a lot of people, Delaney. Um, I I like. I remember like hearing this, like hearing other people's stories and being like, well, that's them. That's not me. But trust me, like, I don't want to be like, oh, I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I grew up in a family that was all a size, nothing like they're tiny, they're athletic. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't do anything with them. My, I mean, I love my brothers. I'm super close with them, but they were always like, go, 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 go. And yeah, like being boys overweight, do. <laughs> being overweight, I was just miserable, like miserable. Um, and I never thought that there, like I said, I never thought that there'd be a light at the end of the tunnel. I probably honestly thought I'd probably be like bed bound or something um i didn't think that i would be out walking five miles in the morning with my friend every morning um going to the gym and lifting weights and actually enjoying exercise i absolutely hated it um and that that, that's like i guess if i would tell like someone something to like make them consider or like strongly consider this lifestyle it's like you have no idea what you're missing. You have no clue, none whatsoever. Um, because I had no idea. I had no idea what I had lost until I got it back. Yeah, I think that that's a perfect way of putting it. So many people when they learn about this lifestyle and, and they, they get convinced that it's something that they should do because they see people like you who have had these wonderful results, but yet all they keep thinking about is what they're going to lose, mm-hmm. what they're going to miss. And they, and they don't realize what, what they're going to get the benefits from it are just going to be so much greater than what they're having to quote unquote, give up because, well, for me, I, you know, there were certain things that I enjoyed that I no longer have, but there's so many things that I eat now that I never even knew existed. So, and, and, and it's not just about eating celery and salads no. either. Right. Uh, no. <laughs> um, I'm a huge, I'm like on a huge soy curl kick. Do you know what those are? So yeah. Like, yeah. So like, um, my brother's like my dad loves them. We can toss them in like a no salt, no oil barbecue sauce. And it's like barbecue chicken, throw it on like a piece mm-hmm. of bread or whatever, you know, throw it on a salad, throw it on, on some grains. You know, you gotta, there's so many things that, I mean, I learned how to make seitan. Like I made it for Thanksgiving. It was so easy. So easy. It's probably like 152 times easier than making meat. Literally, because and you don't have to worry about cross contamination. Exactly, you don't have to worry about cross contamination. You don't have to worry about giving someone food poisoning. You know, like it's like, oh, well, here if this doesn't come out cooked, I'm just going to put it in a little longer. It's not going to be, you know, it's not going to get too dry or whatever. Um, yeah, but and yeah. it's amazing that there there are things that are, that nature kind of copies itself. You know, like I, I remember the first time I went snorkeling and I saw schools of fish. And I said, "This is these are flocks of birds, except they're underwater, underwater. right?" So, so when you have things like cooked mushrooms, the texture of it, and, and just certain other things that are plant based, they kind of copy and mimic the, the texture of other things that aren't plant based. So, oh my gosh, it's really just a lot of uh, 
a lot of similarities in textures and flavors. Let me tell you, like trumpet mushrooms, if you slice them and just like water saute them, they have such a meaty texture. It is absolutely insane. I make a one pot curry, pop up like a million and two different vegetables, throw a bunch of mushrooms in there and I'll eat it for like, it's, and it takes like 10 minutes. Put some like a curry, a curry paste that I have made from a friend and call it even. But yeah, I mean, trumpet mushrooms, they're probably like my, them and portobellos are my favorite because mm. they have such a hearty, meaty, like, tech. 